It's time for the Mean Streets Podcast, presented by Full Moon Barbecue. For the only podcast with an inside look at Crimson Tide basketball all season long, turn to the Mean Streets. Britton Johnson and William Galloway take you from tip to buzzer with complete coverage of the Alabama Crimson Tide men's basketball team. Here's your host, William Galloway. Welcome into week seven of the Mean Streets podcast presented by Full Moon Barbecue. William Galloway joined by Britton Johnson, Alabama men's basketball graduate senior guard, number 21, Britton Johnson, just like old times. BJ, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, Another week, not our best week basketball-wise, but, you know, God is good. The sun still comes up, and I think we're uh, still working to get better every single day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one thing that has been a trend, not even a trend, just just a way of life in college basketball is, in my mind, and obviously I'm, I'm the outsider here, you don't play your best basketball until you hit late February, early March. That's the goal. The goal is to be the best you can be late in the season. And, you know, you're going to lose some games. You're not going to be perfect. I think I tweeted this a couple weeks ago. The last undefeated team, I think, was in 1976. And so, I mean, sorry to fire straight out of the gate here, but some Alabama basketball fans need to kind of temper their expectations and that this is an Alabama football. You can't win every game. You're not going to shoot well some games. You're going to struggle some games. It's hard to win on the road in college basketball, and we'll talk about these games, but I think, and this is coming from me because I'm the outsider once again, we just need to dial it back a little bit. I mean, this is not one of those things where it's Alabama football. I, I, I don't know. It's I'm getting on a rant, and we haven't even gotten into our questions. It's okay. We're fine, and we're going to be trending the right way in the right yeah. direction, um, but one loss isn't going to define this team. It's not like football. Well, yeah, it's not even that it's like not an Alabama football thing. Like a lot of sports are different than college basketball and that, you know, football, for example, like there is a trend of, and I'm not trying to offend any football players or fans here because I think that there are many variables that you see uh, that take place and there are injuries and everything else, but you don't see as many ebbs and flows in the game of football. There's more of a steady improvement thing. Whereas in basketball, you know, you can be getting better as a team, but you can have a really poor shooting night and you can look really bad out there. I mean, and obviously there are a lot of things that that we're working to fix that we can fix besides just, oh, we missed shots or we did this or that poorly. But uh, there are just more ebbs and flows in the game of basketball. And uh, I think, you know, they call it a game of runs for a reason. So yeah, um, I certainly didn't expect to be perfect. And, you know, we're just working to get better every day. Absolutely. Training the right, the right way so that you can peak at the right time. That's really the name of the game. Anyways, I know we kind of came out strong firing a little bit, but we're excited that you're joining us on the Mean Streets podcast presented by Full Moon Barbecue. We're going to take a look back at week six. We're going to preview week seven on this episode of the Mean Streets podcast. We really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Without you, the listener, this would not be possible. So we want you to check us out on Social media, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mean Streets Pod. Also, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as SoundCloud. Britain jumping into it, 9-2, and two, the current record for our Alabama Crimson Tide last week. A loss at Memphis on Tuesday, 78-92, to 92, and then a bounce-back win Saturday night. A win over Jacksonville State in Tuscaloosa, 65-59. to 59. Go ahead and walk me through last week the struggles of Tuesday night in Memphis and then what it kind of took. Um, what happened really for 
the team to be able to bounce back and get on the winning side of things? Yeah, so, you know, one thing I'll, I'll kind of say to preface everything is, is to be at a point where we're nine and two, and there are a lot of fans that are dissatisfied with um, our team or not, not necessarily our team, but maybe a game or two. It's, uh, it's kind of cool to look back based on where I was as a freshman, where I was even as a sophomore, and, and to say, man, like, look at how this program has elevated over the last couple of years. Um, so the fact that we're, there's a fan base that, that is very passionate and it's getting frustrated over, you know, games that obviously we could have won, should have won maybe, but didn't or didn't play as well as we maybe could have. But just even comparing it to what we had a couple of years ago, uh, it's amazing just kind of the elevation of this program and, and it's something I'm really proud to be a part of. Now, now going back to Tuesday, um, you know, I think all credit goes to Memphis. They played a fantastic game. They obviously have a ton of talent on their roster and, and they came to play. And uh, it, was, it was a great environment to be at uh, in FedEx Forum where the Grizzlies play. Uh, it, was, it was a great atmosphere. They had a whiteout. Their, their fans were very into it. It got very loud. Um, but, you know, let me, I, let I me think, stop you right there. How ugly was the court in person? Because it was uh, miserable to watch on TV. So it wasn't quite as bad in person as it is on TV. Because I, I, when we were watching film on it or, you know, you watch games at Memphis, you're like, that, that court is just hideous. And it's, it's not like exactly a great looking court, but it's better, it's better uh, to the eye in person than it is on TV. Um, but, yeah, kind of getting back to the game, uh, you know, I think if you ask anybody on our team, they would tell you that that was not our best performance, that, Really, I, I don't think we were us. And and uh, I still think we didn't we weren't fully us against Jacksonville State, although we were much better um, in a lot of aspects. But um, obviously rebounding's been an issue the past few games. It's something that that we're working very, very hard to uh, iron out those kinks and, and make sure that that's not gonna be an issue. Like you said, when we're trying to hit our stride come you know, January, February, March, really SEC play and onward. Um, so it's almost good. Yes, one thing that's so good about playing a schedule that's really tough uh, in the non-conference is that you kind of these these problems that might not be exposed otherwise are exposed, and so that you when you get to SEC play, when you get to the games that really matter, you kind of ironed out those kinks, or you've at least seen the problems and and have been able to work on them. Um, obviously, it wasn't our best shooting game. Uh, I think offensively, we didn't have our best game. Turned the ball over way too much, and then defensively. Uh, we just weren't ourselves. And so um, that's kind of, I think, the mood that we had when we left that game. And, and obviously, constructively, we had a lot of things that we looked at, like we need to work on this, that, and the other. Uh, again, this isn't to take away from, from Memphis and the things that they did well. Um, but, you know, I think we have a very process-oriented approach where it's not even that we lost or won the game. It's not about the scoreboard. It's about playing to a standard. I don't think that anyone on the team would say that we necessarily play to the standard that we believe we should. Um, and so uh, definitely going into the game on Saturday, that was something that we really wanted to kind of reestablish. And I think you did. I mean, it was a close win and, and a game that most fans would say was probably a struggle compared to what you would expect playing a team like Jacksonville state struggled going eight of 30 from beyond the arc Saturday night in Coleman Coliseum. 
Um, but defensively, you're led by guys like Bediaco, who came up huge with five blocks, eight total team blocks, I think, which is great. Um, 11 of 16 free throw shooting. So there were a lot of good things that were able to happen. What happened throughout the course of the week that really set the tone to go and have the right mindset to try and get that win at home Saturday night? Well, Thursday, I think we had one of our absolute best practices of the season. So, you know, Wednesday we had an off day, um, which I think was really needed for a lot of our guys. We were still uh, physically kind of working off from that Houston game, which was so physical. And then you play another uh, big time opponent. And so that off day was needed. And then Thursday we had one of the best practices of the season. The catapult numbers reflected that. Um, and just guys went hard. It was a very intense, uh, high intensity practice. And, uh, you know, I think we got better that day. There's no question about that. That You know, we had a little bit of scout sprinkled in, but the main focus on Thursday was like us getting better. How can we get better today? And then, you know, Friday, you uh, it, it was a little bit more scout oriented, a little bit more focused on Jacksonville State. And, um, you know, again, I don't think we played just our best game on Saturday, but that's just one of those games you have to find a way to win. We weren't necessarily shooting the best. Um, you know, some of our best scores had off nights, which happens. And so it's just how how can you grind out a win right here? And and we got stops. We went on a run when we needed to. Keon Ellis uh, had a great shooting night. Um, Charles Bediaco stepped up, had the hard hat for the game, uh, played fantastic defensively, and was kind of the angry Chuck that everyone knows uh, he is, at, at, you know, when he's playing his best. And um, so I, I think we're – definitely working in the right direction and I think we're going to be just fine like, I'm not really too worried about us it's just that we have to keep working and we can never be satisfied yeah and the opportunity comes forth now Colorado State got canceled um, due to COVID protocols which I'm not exactly sure and I don't know how much you can tell me Britain but one thing that's interesting to me and, and I tweeted this out is what are the protocols because we haven't seen them come into play because obviously teams have been doing a good job especially when it pertains to football but a team like Colorado State now not able to come into Birmingham the Crimson Tide's going to play Davidson on Tuesday night in Legacy Arena in the CM Newton Classic if you're from Birmingham you're from if you're from the surrounding area you should definitely be there but just kind of sidetracking real fast what is the protocol and why are these teams not able to travel? Uh, is it contact tracing? I mean, what's what's the situation here? So, to be honest, I really don't know a ton about how the protocol has kind of evolved from last year. So, I really can't just comment a ton on it. This is all uh, new in that, like, I didn't expect this whole new wave to come back and, and hit us like this. And, I mean, there have been as many programs shut down in the last couple of weeks as – there were almost last year. Um, so a little bit surprising there. Uh, obviously, I, you know, I hope everybody's able to stay healthy and, um, you know, I'm not too worried about college athletes and, you know, there might be a rare case, but I think everybody's going to be fine. I hope. Uh, but, you know, going back to the Colorado state thing and then going to Davidson credit to, uh, Adam Bauman, who's, you know, our, uh, director of ops just, I mean, he worked his butt off to get this new game scheduled. Um, and Davidson is a fantastic opponent and, and William, like you were saying, like anybody in the Birmingham area, this is a, this is a game you want to be at, uh, legacy arena is at the BJCC. It has just been renovated. 
Uh, so it'll be a great opportunity to go there, watch Alabama play. Um, it should be a fun environment to be at and, and is a good opponent. So uh, it should be a fun game. I've got my ticket secured. I'm going to be there. I'm very excited. I was looking forward to an undefeated Colorado State team coming in, but Davidson still presents some challenges. And I think it's kind of a good team to face going into what's going to be probably, I would imagine, a four or five day break that you guys are going to have right around Christmas before we hit it hard into the SEC schedule. Um, And so my next question for you, we've talked a little bit about what happened from Memphis and then that practice on Thursday before Jacksonville State. But, Britton, take me into the locker room right now of the vibe, the mindset, just kind of where is everybody now? Christmas is less than a week away. You guys are going to get some time off. SEC plays about to gear up. Where is everybody? Obviously, the focus is on playing basketball and playing your best. Um, But just take us into the program right now and update us on the situation and kind of the mindset that everybody's taking on right now. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody's focused on the right things. And uh, I think we've all done a really good job of staying together, um, kind of hit with a little bit of adversity this past week and just kind of responding to that. And, and like I said, fantastic practice Thursday. Um, I think the intensity overall in the program and practices and shoot arounds and everything has been really, really good. Um, body language has been much improved. Uh, we kind of had a little bit of a problem with that at Memphis, and we, we've just been working on little little things like that that are just key to shaping the culture that we're trying to build. And so, um, I think everything's kind of in in the right going in the right direction right now. Um, obviously, uh, after Tuesday, we'll have a little bit of a break. So I think guys are a little bit excited just to go home and see their families. But all, all focus right now is on Davidson because they are a very good opponent, and I mean they deserve a lot of respect and all of our focus. Once again, really excited about that one. I think CM Newton classic, either the website, cmnewtonclassic.com or something like that. Give CM Newton classic a Google. If you're looking for tickets, I'm sure there are still some available, uh, but we want that to be a sold out game. Uh, Britain kind of, we're about to jump into hot takes and kind of more personal stuff. But as uh, we established recently, I think it was one or two episodes ago, wanting to talk about player and staff shout outs. Obviously, you mentioned Adam Ballman uh, working on the scheduling, the entire coaching staff working to get Davidson to come to Birmingham. So there can be a game on Tuesday. But let's jump back into what we started a couple weeks ago in giving player or staff shout outs. Take us into the locker room, take us behind the curtain and kind of tell us about somebody that may fly under the radar or a teammate that you've really enjoyed getting to know. Maybe it's a new guy. Um, who's your who's your shout out for week seven on the Mean Streets podcast? You know, I don't want to just re-harp on, on someone that we've already mentioned, but I, I think we'll just stay with A.B. and then you know, like I said, he worked his butt off to get this Davidson game scheduled. But overall, I think he's one of the best director of operations in, in college basketball. Not in that just that he's able to schedule really well. Um, he does a great job of that, obviously. I think everybody who was really, really worried. I mean, I know a lot of Alabama fans that were really worried about this non-conference because of, you know, how many great teams were on there and how many great mid-majors were on there. But um you know, should we take care of business on Tuesday? We're going to look back and say, wow, we had a really strong non-conference performance. And uh, I think that will very much help our resume come March. And so credit to him on that. And then outside of just scheduling, like all the stuff he does that, you know, is a little bit more behind the scenes. He is so responsible for a lot of the analytics and a lot of the statistics that uh, we look at a ton 
and then he helps Coach Oates with just a ton of the coaching stuff. I mean, not to sound really obvious that someone on the coaching staff helps with coaching, but like he, he's really big on the offensive side of the ball. And so he's very, very helpful. And, and you know, outside of basketball, he's a great guy. So I love being around AB. Uh, he's the man. Uh, has been a huge help for this program ever since he's come in with Oates uh, before my sophomore year. And Britton, adding on to that, I want to ask you a question about Coach Oates, just because he's somebody that, um, you know, I ran into at church once or twice. I was able to ask him a couple questions over Zoom calls and press conferences and stuff like that. My highlight of college, aside from getting a degree, was Coach following me on Twitter back in the spring. So probably top three things that happened uh, in this 2021 calendar year. But um, tell me a little bit about Coach. I mean, do you all ever have the chance to go to his house? Do you all ever go out on his boat? I mean, tell us what Coach is like off the court, outside the locker room, and maybe traveling on trips and stuff like that. And Coach Oates is awesome. Uh, off the court, he is incredibly relatable. I, I'd say that's one of the, you know, that slash his humility is, is probably his best characteristic uh, as a person because it's very rare to see that. Uh, and really just uh, sports, working in sports, people just, ego is kind of king. And you see it so often. Uh, coaches kind of let their ego take over a lot of the time and, and really cloud their judgment. Um, you know, Coach Oates is a very humble, very relatable guy. Uh, you know, some I've always said is you can tell that he came from the high school ranks a few years ago and that him being at Alabama is, uh, you know, a big deal to him and like that that's a big deal for the players because that's, that's really cool for us to like have a coach that that wants to hang out and get to know us off the court um you know we had a Christmas party at his house a few days ago um and it's just like that's not out of the normal like that's 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 pretty normal for coach Oates um just to do that kind of stuff and and so um you know I've been very fortunate and I've developed a great relationship with him that I hope uh lasts for a lifetime so, you know, I love Coach Oates. He's the man. Did he cook or did he cater food? What do you think? Uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because in the case that he listens to this, uh, I'm going to say he cooked, but if I had to put money on it, I'd say he catered. Yeah, so uh, he, he did cater. Um, you know, I don't know his uh, ability as a chef, but I will say, or as a grill master, but I will say that he is a great, he is great at when it comes to uh, catering food and choosing the right place. Now so. I'll say, ho hopefully it was full moon barbecue. We love and support and appreciate full moon barbecue. I will say that we saw Jaden Chapelford on the team retreat uh, as school was starting on the grill. I think he and TB were uh, grilling some wings. Is that uh, one of their hidden talents or passions? Um, I don't know if it's a talent. You'd have to, I, I wasn't uh, fortunate enough to try their food, so I can't really comment on it fully. But, uh, but you'd have to ask them. You'd have to ask them. That's awesome. They'd probably um, tell you that it is. Yeah. So, Britton, what's, uh, what's on your Christmas list this year? Uh, for sure, more Mean Streets merch. That's, that's the first thing. Uh, you know, I'm just really fortunate to get to spend some time with family this Christmas. And uh, really to have any, any break is, is great. To have four days is even better. So I'm excited to spend time with family, uh, get to see some old friends and catch up with them. And uh, yeah, if I get a couple of gifts, I won't be too upset too, but you know, really and truly uh, just excited to kind of spend some time with the fam. Absolutely. Should be uh, a little 
time of rest. Would love for you to come by. And, uh, you know, if you can swing by here, would love for you to come hang out and we can catch some games or something. Um, maybe I can get tickets to the Birmingham Bowl uh, for Christmas in my stocking or something like that and watch some good football. <laughs> uh, anyways. Have you, the, have you seen the trophy? To the, uh, Birmingham <laughs> yeah. Bowl? I mean, what? And I've seen that before. You know, that's been the trophy. It's just funny that that circulates every year. Good old Vulcan. It's um, it's got buns of steel. (laughs) A not-to-scale trophy of Vulcan. Um, Auburn and Houston, that'll be Tuesday at 11 a.m. Next Tuesday, so that's like 10 days away-ish. Nine days away, it's the 18th when we're recording this. Anywho. Uh, Main Streets Podcast Week 7, presented by Full Moon Barbecue. We go now, let's, that's, our, that's our football talk for now. We're in bowl season, and we'll get to playoffs um, next week. We can talk about Cincinnati and Luke Fickle and all that, what Alabama faces in the one-versus-four matchup. But let's go ahead and jump into hot takes, Britton. This is something um, our dear, dear friends who we respect and care for uh, so much in the great state of Arkansas, lost their second game in a row to Hofstra, a private school um, on Long Island in Hipstead, New York. It's Long Island's largest private university, originated in 1935, and they handed Arkansas and um, what's his name? The short guy. What's his name? Eric Musselman. Uh, Eric Musselman came up just short in his second game and lost we hate to see that that's not even a hot take that's just haha arkansas lost that made my day uh so what's your hot take i will say that the most remarkable thing about that game and and you know as a conference opponent uh who we are yet to play out i'm not going to speak too much on arkansas but um seeing hofstra's travel schedule before going in and winning that game is is honestly one of the more impressive things i've seen in a while uh they like I don't have the tweet pulled up, but someone had it uh, where they the day of they flew in because of some you know problems with their plane or something, and, or maybe it was a weather delay or something. And so they fly in and they get there in like late morning, early afternoon, take a nap, go to the arena, and then play lights out and beat Arkansas, who who's a, a good team. So incredibly impressive that they were able to pull that off. I, I mean that that says a lot about the the culture that they built. I, I think that goes back. That goes back to like basketball is basketball, right? It's at the end of the day, it's my five versus your five, and I always love seeing teams, particular teams, uh, take a loss, um, especially that one that did. But uh, that's you know, in in my perspective, it's our five versus your five, and it doesn't matter if I didn't sleep last night. It doesn't matter if we're playing on. You know, there's been games on. Uh, military ships and things like that. I mean, you put a hoop and a ball and a court and like five guys are going to get after it. And my five can beat your five any day of the week. And I think one that's one of the most beautiful, simple things about this sport. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I agree in that basketball is, is a game where, where upsets are just kind of bound to happen. That's why, you know, March Madness is what it is. And, and, you know, can you imagine Alabama playing the 64th or, the, the winner of the worst conference in college football. And just like you play that game a hundred times, you, you let Arkansas play the 43rd best football team in the country. You play that game a hundred times. Arkansas probably wins 
94 of them. I mean, I'm making something up, but it's just upsets are way less likely over the span of a 60-minute football game, whereas, you you know, you get the right team playing at the right time, and all you need is a couple threes to fall and a couple stops to happen, and all of a sudden you have an upset brewing. And so uh, that's what makes college basketball uh, so spectacular and so fun to watch. Um, so then kind of transitioning to my take, which is a real Christmas take, is we're kind of getting into the week of Christmas here. Um, I think this will be a, a point of contention between the two of us. I do not believe that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I just, I don't, I think just because a movie happens during the time of Christmas does not make it a Christmas movie by nature. It has nothing to do, it has nothing to do with Christmas. I'm going to cancel you for that take. That's terrible. Explain, explain your point of view then. All right, let me just read off the, the description here. An NYPD officer tries to save his wife and several others taken hostage by German terrorists during a Christmas party at this plaza in Los Angeles. Christmas party! Are you telling me? That's like saying fireworks aren't associated with the 4th of July. I mean, come on. If it happens at Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. You can't like... I was I don't have a ton of examples to pull up here off of memory, right? But I'm sure I could pull up 50 movies that happened during Christmas. You'd be like, there is no way that's a Christmas movie. So you were just being very biased towards this one example. But there is no way because it has nothing to do with like Christmas is not a relevant part of that movie, other than the fact that there was a little party going on. But like realistically, I don't know. I just I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. The plot is based off the fact that he's taken or the wife is taken at a Christmas party. It could have happened at any time of the year and the movie would have been the exact same. I may give, I may not, I'm not going to give you that, but I'll give you a good point card. I'll say, Hey, good point on that. But you know what? Hey, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to my opinion. Is that your favorite? Well, you Based off your take, it's not a Christmas movie. But what is yeah, your favorite uh, Christmas movie? So see, we'll see if we can agree on something here. I gotta think here. Can't put me on the spot with that one. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna just go ahead and say Home Alone. I've seen Home Alone two this Christmas season more than I've seen Home Alone, uh, and it gets better every time. But I'm gonna say Home Alone. You know, if I have to sit down and watch one Christmas movie, I always feel like I just kind of end up going back to Elf. Um, just a great movie. I don't know. Will Ferrell always kind of cheers me up, and, and you know, it's just a fun movie to kind of get you in the Christmas spirit. Um, it is. So I don't know. I'm, I definitely don't have like a, a list of the best Christmas movies in front of me, so I'm probably omitting uh, another great one. But Elf just kind of immediately comes to mind. It's a Wonderful Life, also great. We always watch that. My yeah. family watches that either Christmas Eve, late that night, or the night of Christmas. Uh, that's a classic. Um, do you, you don't have a tree in your room, do you? What? A Christmas a, a tree. Christmas tree in my yeah. room. Did, did you decorate for Christmas this year? I can't say that I did. My, I'm sure when I get back to Birmingham, my mom will have a couple of decorations up for me. Yeah, and, that's true. And we'll have that's a tree true. in our, our living room. But uh, I, got, I got a fake tree this year, and I'm not super proud of having a fake tree, but it was on sale on Black Friday at Target for less than $40, a six-foot tree. And I thought, you know what? First time out on my own, I'm going to do it. It probably won't be the tree I have up next year, but a late, late uh, fall, early winter move in, I, that's that's kind of what I had to go for. So 
Um, fake tree. I know. I know. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of fake tree. I don't support the fake tree movement, but I had to do what I had to do to start out. You know, Britain, when you're at this point next year and you're a young professional, you're going to have to do what you do to get by. Sometimes you got to eat soup. Sometimes you got to say no to going out and making a sandwich on Friday night. But, um, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So I'm doing what I have to do. Where do you live again? Um, at a residence. <laughs> We're not putting this information well, out for uh, public distribution. Oh, I know people just come over and egg your house or, or maybe even worse. But, you know, I just, you know, the YoPro life is really getting to you. Well, you know what? You're I, uninvited I from coming over. When you're home for Christmas, you're uninvited from coming over. Just because just because oh, your take, just because your take. That's all. Um, wow. Hey, let's jump it. Let's jump into our mailbag question now, unless you have any more back talk for me. Yeah, I'm good for now. Just don't say anything else stupid. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, my brother and some of your friends were over at my house Friday night and we were talking about you. So, you know, good things only because we talk good things behind your back but face to face you and i can sit here and talk smack to each other so that's good all right well moving on here Britton. let's get to our mailbag question this week talk about your game day routine and i'm not sitting here asking you to be like a youtube or instagram influencer and walk us through you know your makeup routine but tell us about what you do on a game day tell us about timing you know are you getting any lifts in i saw y'all had one in memphis uh, if you follow Mean Streets podcast on Instagram, you saw that on our story. But like, are you lifting? Are you watching film? Or are you like, when's the shoot around? I mean, let's let's take example. Uh, for example, the Tennessee game in on the 29th. You know, so SEC game, first SEC game, going to be a big one at home in Coleman Coliseum. What are you doing if it's a 7 p.m. tip off? Yeah, so if it's a 7 p.m. home tip off, uh, well usually get breakfast around nine or 10 in the morning um, in the facility. And then you kind of have an hour or two to go home. And then uh, at about, if it was 7 p.m. tip off at about 1230, the blue squad, which is the scout team and, and the guys that aren't really in the rotation, will get a lift in just because, you know, we're not really having to do too much else. So if you see me miss a shot short or long, let's blame it on the game day lift because that's when, that's when coach Snow will put us through the ringer a little bit. Um, and then, uh, an hour after that, so it'd be about one thirty. um, we'll do film before shoot around and then we'll do a shoot around from two to three. And then, uh, we always do a pregame meal four hours before the game. And so we'll eat at three. Um, then you have a couple hours to kind of chill before you go out there to warm up. Uh, the guys within the rotation usually have shooting talent, uh, shooting times in which they get with their GA and get shots up uh in the arena and then you know the clock starts counting down 90 minutes before tip and so usually guys kind of sporadically go out you know go out onto the court after the 90 minute clock starts and then by 60 minutes everybody's out there and warm-up starts so that's usually the routine and then obviously game time uh and, and we hopefully get a win so yeah, I remember in high school, uh, Bucky would do a pregame lift. I think sometimes I can't remember exactly. Um, definitely for home games, some road games. Is there anything that the coaches do in particular? I mean, is Coach Oates, like, does he join the blue squad for a lift? Or, you know, is there anything that stands out to you about Coach's game day um, practices? You know, uh, 
a lot of the coaches and GAs will get lifts in uh, during or after pregame meal. That's usually their time to kind of get their lift in uh, before the game. Other than that, it's just a lot of, you know, kind of last-minute studying. I mean, there's there's definitely some downtime for all of them because you don't want to just over-prepare, over-analyze things when you kind of have a solid scouting report in place. But they'll definitely pull guys aside and, you know, show them some clips here and there on, like, what we can be doing in this situation or that situation or against this guy or that guy. Um, so just kind of being as prepared as we possibly can be without trying to overanalyze. And uh, trust me when I say coach is one of the most competitive people I know. So uh, without trying to overanalyze or overprepare too much, he is going to do everything possible uh, to help prepare the team to win. And I'm sure the routine is similar. I mean, I know you'll travel the day before games. Are you all traveling to Birmingham tomorrow, staying in a hotel? You better believe it. Best city in the world. Can't wait to be home. 205. <laughs> uh, team dinner at the Johnson's house. That's what I heard. Shout out to Mr. and Miss Johnson. Um, Y'all probably aren't having a team dinner at your house, but I know they'd love that if they could. We almost did it two years ago. We actually almost did. Uh, it'd be, it'd be like high school all over again. We had those great team dinners. Yeah, yeah it's just a little bit uh, – uh, more people to serve uh, for team, team dinners when – yeah, here at the college level, so uh, it sounded like a good deal until they like, can you host fifty people? And <laughs> I don't think my house is uh, big enough to host fifty people. So, um, but it was something we definitely considered a couple of years ago. But yeah, I, I mean, we did Texas that. Brazil. I wasn't too okay. upset. That's, wasn't that's too a upset good. We just went to Texas State Brazil, you know, the day before. So good option. Y'all doing that again good. this year? Fingers crossed, but who knows? We did yeah. that in Orlando one time. That's awesome. I mean, because taking it back to the high school dinners, I, we would go over to someone's house after practice and it'd be, you know, the players, managers, coaches wouldn't show, which was nice. Um, so it just, you know, be a bunch of high school guys hanging out. We sit there, play 2K, play Madden, you know, talk trash to one another. I remember we had like ping pong tournaments and stuff. Um, and we had really good food too. Those were fun. We go out in the back people's backyard, play logo. I mean, times were a lot more simple. Yeah, there is definitely some of the some of the wilder, not even that they were bad, but just kind of like the funnier things that happen uh, between the guys on the team definitely happen at those or are built on, based on the time spent at those team dinners. So a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, luckily I'm able to spend just a ton of time with my teammates, whether it be the fact you know we're at, in the building for uh, a large part of the day, uh, every single day, or just, you know, on road trips we spend – pretty much the whole time together. So um, if anything, I probably spend more time with my college teammates, which has been great. I love to hear that. That's really cool. Uh, hey, that's the mailbag question for week seven of the Mean Trees podcast presented by Full Moon Barbecue. want to remind everybody that we have given away multiple Full Moon Barbecue gift certificates, and you can win one as well. A $10 gift certificate to Full Moon Barbecue. All you have to do is follow Mean Streets Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We're going to do giveaways um, as SEC season gets closer and closer. Look for more score predictions and giveaways and things like that. If you're looking for ways to represent and get some merchandise for Main Street's podcast, you can get a hat, a shirt, a pullover, a vest, or a golf shirt, or all the above, um, and be a great Christmas gift 
All you have to do is go to bandwagonsports.com. David Knight is helping us out. Bandwagonsports.com. Click on Team Shop and then click on Mean Streets, and you can buy all of the Mean Streets merch, your heart desires. That's bandwagonsports.com, Team Shop, and then click on Mean Streets. Once again, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mean Streets Pod. We're going to do some Twitter spaces after games, especially as we get into SEC play here in about a week or so. We've got Mean Street stickers. Uh, Britain, I think, can you bring the, Can you bring my stickers back to Birmingham and I can work on getting those out as well? Yeah, yeah, that'll be, that sounds good. Yeah. All right. You know, marketing team, team management. Good. We, we do this live here on the podcast. You're really getting, yeah. You're really getting the inside look on, on the marketing meetings here for uh, the Mean Streets pod here. The, the, by the way, the marketing meetings generally consist of like one text a week and it's like, all right, Britain, I got a, I got this. I'm going to send this to you or, Hey, do you want to do this? Or what do you think about this? And it's like, yes. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Mm, hey, let's do really this. Really great insight. That's yeah. That's great. We each have our gifts. You know, I can't dunk a basketball, but, um, you know, that's okay. We all have our gifts. So, anyways, follow us on social media. Uh, you don't want to miss out. If you need a great meal this holiday season, check out Full Moon Barbecue in central Alabama and Tuscaloosa and around the state of Alabama. I think it's around the, the southeastern United States as well. Full Moon Barbecue, proud presenting sponsor of the Mean Streets podcast. Britain, that's going to do it here for week seven. We really appreciate each and every one of our listeners. You can follow us Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, as well as SoundCloud for all your podcast platforms. I'm making a mess. I'm banging on the table out here. Um, that means it's time to go. I'm William Galloway. Britain, you've got the last word for week seven episode. Oh, uh, would love y'all support on Tuesday. Should be a very fun game in Birmingham. Uh, it's really cool that we're we're getting to play in Birmingham, and obviously it being where William and I are both from. Um, it, it's just always cool to kind of play in the home city, and so would love y'all support. Uh, I know we have a big Birmingham base here, so uh, would mean a lot. And then outside of that, just Merry Christmas, guys. 